0: Welcome Spiritual Gangsta Certified, Illy Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. I am your host, Illy Vish. And this week we have the weekly astral forecast by Gemini Brown. Um, discussing the eclipse, the full moon, lunar eclipse that just happened um and your astral energy for this week and welcome to aquarius season y'all i'm gonna give a little talk on the energy of the water bearer um and try to give you guys an idea about how you can figure out how it's going to impact your chart so i hope you guys enjoy sit back relax enjoy another episode of spiritual gangsta certified
1: What's going on world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here Back with another episode of Nalo Kicking Knowledge Today we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast As well as the full moon eclipse So let's get into it So Welcome to Aquarius season. We are almost at the end of the Zodiac year. Uh, Aquarius is, how would I say, it's the real thinkers of the Zodiac. It often gets confused with a water sign because it's called the water bearer, but no, it is indeed the uh, air sign of air signs, all right? It's a very inventive energy, rebellious energy. It's the energy of change. So, what Aquarius really represents is how we can facilitate change through group consciousness, okay? And group consciousness usually um, um, involves some type of rebellion, okay? A rebellion against the status quo or the system, and that's what Capricorn is. So, we wanna take that influence and implement it into our lives. Where can we rebel? Where can we find our tribe? And with the government shutdown. This is even more prevalent. I'm going to do a video on that. I want to focus here on this uh, full moon. But you know it's now Aquarius season. And Aquarius season is really going to call for some strength in numbers. And really aligning with your tribe. And figuring out you know how you can uh Find like-minded individuals and use that influence of the group to raise yourself up. But nonetheless, it, it's, it's a bit of a detached energy. But right now, we're starting off this season with a full moon in the sign of Leo, okay? And of course, you know, full moons are uh, culminating points, uh, manifesting periods, okay? When, when we're seeing the bigger picture, when things finally... Uh, come to fruition, uh, things that have been on uh, on the creep. Okay, so we want to pay attention to everything that's going on in our lives, and with this full moon eclipse here, it's a it adds intensity to you know uh, our lives and our energies, and it's also signaling and calling us for us to reset ourselves in the in the sense of self confidence. That's what Leo deals with: self confidence, creative expression. All right. So at this time, we need more of that. So in one instance, we really need to be thinking, how can I implement more self-confidence, more creative expression, a more loving attitude into the area of life in which this is this area is being affected, as well as, like I said, find a group that helps me accept my individuality and brings out my individuality even more all right so this can be done through personal relationships family relationship work relationships wherever it's occurring in your chart you want to match it up to there but here's the kicker this um this full moon is caught in a t-square with uranus of all planets you know Uh, the ruler of Aquarius so we're really being called even more so to implement change into our lives and Mercury at this time will be conjunct the South node okay and in the terms of our communication style our conscious mind uh, how we relate on a logical level It's calling for the release of old patterns and ways of thinking and communicating. All of that has to go. It needs to be transformed and it needs to be implemented with Leo energy. So if you're a a very reserved person, you know, down to earth or whatever, you need to add some dynamic uh, energy into your communication styles and how you perceive the world and everything like that so focus on how you can be more of an individual and i'll reiterate it again the easiest way to find and accept that individuality within yourself is to see it reflected in a group that you gravitate towards so you know if you haven't been very you know, vocal or, or outward with your with your beliefs in this in these new age philosophies. This is the time to do so now because that's what's going to help you garner even more self confidence. Okay, now back to the T square. So, sun's going to be squaring Uranus, moon is going to be squaring Uranus, and like I said, this is going to make us feel very unsettled. It's going to be like, oh, something in my life isn't right. And 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 I need to let it go. So it's up to you to, to figure out what that is, but understand the key, the key with Uranus and you know Aquarius energy is trying something different, going against the grain, trying a new approach. So this can be a time to change your style. This can be a time to, you know, like I said. Do something you haven't done before in whatever area of life that you feel these themes are. You feel really restricted or you feel, you know, uh, certain patterns have been worn out. All right. Then going on for this week, you know, we got like I said, we got Mercury who is going to be then transiting into Aquarius, which is really going to help us even more, you know, adapt our minds to a, a broader thinking and being inventive and, you know, even more outgoing. And then we have, during this time, Venus conjunct Jupiter, which is an immense blessing. Uh, for many of us, uh, we're going to be uh, just experience unexpected, you know, come ups in different areas of life. If you're seeing somebody right now, you can be feeling really good uh, about that. Um, you know it can they can be spoiling you or you want to spoil them you know it can be a major generosity or people would just be generous to you in um general right so it's a time to be given and it's a time where you're gonna receive you know certain blessings so be out be on the lookout for that and how to activate that is to play into the energy of aquarius of and you know of the squares here of breaking out of old patterns okay so we want to use this motivation that we have with the fire energy present in the heavens right now okay Uh, but at the same time there's a word about relationships because uh, both these planets Venus and Jupiter are in square to Neptune right now so we can be a little overly idealistic at this time and the thing about this is where we have to be wise we we can be loving and all in, but at the same time we have to be wise. And because it's full moon face, certain things will be revealed. More specifically here, in the terms of relationships, I think many of us have to look at it in the sense of, is the person that I'm pursuing that I've been getting to know, are they are they interested in really being in a committed relationship? So we really want to look at boundaries right now and, and you know, iron out what it is, our expectations to make sure they're not too big and that they're in line with, you know, what we expect from others. It can be seen at this time that people will want their freedom in relationships. So if you are a relationship oriented person and you're getting that itch, it is best to communicate that. All right. So the best way to handle these full moon energies is to Speak your truth in the sense of, I can no longer do or think the the ways I have in the past. There needs to be a new approach developed. So it's a very creative time. A lot of life is about creating yourself. And this is a period where That creation is at an all-time high, so that's where we should be focusing on. Not really just waiting for life to give us something, but putting into life and literally seeing what we get back out, all right? And like I said, overall, it's a time uh, to unite and really um, be one with your tribe and have full awareness of who you are and what you believe and where you want your life to go, all right? So... It's going to be a really good week, but it requires action. Remember, when you have this much fire present in, in the heavens, it's, it's not a sit down and wait time. It is a go time. Make something happen, all right? So, y'all, I hope you enjoyed. This is my interpretation of this uh, this full moon as well as this week's forecast. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. Till next time, peace.
0: everybody, it's Illy Vish and welcome to Aquarius season. I really appreciate Aquarius energy. It is associated with astrology and astrology is something that I love, but also thinking about things on a collective scale for uh, humanity. And as the sun made its way into Aquarius, um, I was thinking I would go over with you guys not only what you should be looking at as far as understanding the energy of Aquarius but also looking to your own chart to see how it's going to affect and impact you. So, I found this quote from an astrologer named John Marsella and he says, "The water bearer loves 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 its freedom. But eventually when freedom is the only goal, it can get a little limiting." That's when Aquarius realizes its freedom has become its prison. Now, being ruled by Uranus, which is the planet of innovation, breakthrough, change, originality, the higher mind, detachment, rebelliousness, sudden change, the universal mind, the universal mind, one that we can all tap into, but that's a conversation, (laughs) for another day. Um, It also rules detachment, rebelliousness, sudden change, nonconformity, technology, chaos, eccentricity, revolution, humanity, the unexpected, individuality, genius, freedom, science, social awareness. Now, when we're talking about the portion of Aquarius energy that is associated with freedom, we go back to that quote. I find that on the more negative side of Aquarius energy, wanting freedom, it can want to be rebellious and different just for the sake of of being rebellious and different and free. <laughs> so that's what I think was meant in that quote by, you know, Aquarius will realize its freedom has become um, its prison, you know, when freedom is its only goal. Um, in my personal experience, I've experienced Aquarius energy. I don't know, it's, it's pleasing to me, but I feel like more people with Aquarius moons can come off like a little alien and emotionally detached. Like, they don't necessarily respond to emotional things in a way that one would say was appropriate or, you know, I mean, alright, I'll be honest here. I've called someone with an Aquarius moon emotionally retarded but because part of being, um emotionally sound is not only having a handle on your emotions and understanding them, but it also means that you're able to express them sufficiently so that others can understand them and that way they understand that you're feeling their emotions. So with its detached quality um, from its ruling planet of Uranus, you know, eh, sometimes Aquarius energy can be aloof and, and not really emotional um of course it's the 11th sign of the zodiac and it rules the 11th house um some of the things that I think of first when I think of Aquarius energy is the collective um and also uniqueness offbeat odd alien like and these are words that I think a lot of people get offended by I don't I like the odd duck I like the offbeat I'm one of those people I kind of feel like draws on my south node in Aquarius that's in my fifth house to reach my north node destiny in the 11th by embracing the fact that you know I'm weird like I mean let's be honest here in regular society the types of things that we speak about on this show even are not daily conversation you know, I find sometimes it's difficult to relate to people who are only talking about surface mundane shit, you know what I mean? And then they'll see me with my astrology and spirituality pers- post, excuse me, and be like, she's a weirdo. Yeah, I, I, I'll own that. I don't care. I like being weird. But, um, so that's to say Aquarius energy is unique. It's very unique. A lot of people don't understand it. I feel like as we get later in the zodiac, you know, because the zodiac is telling a story beginning with Aries and going down to Pisces. But as we get into the last couple of signs, those are the signs that nobody understands, but we understand other people. That's <laughs> just kind of how it goes. But um, some of the positive traits of Aquarius energy, they're humanitarian unique, as I was saying. We, we definitely can't miss that. Intelligent, intellectual, inventive, independent, loyal, clever, conceptual, progressive, idealistic, and rebellious. So the rebellious aspect really sticks out. To me, because having it in my fifth house with passions and creativity, that's the type of creative person that I like to be. I, I, I like to rebel against what is the norm um, and kind of just put my own spin on things. If you look at your chart, where's Aquarius for you in your natal chart? Where can you say you can embody or that you do embody some of those positive traits of Aquarius? Because just like with any sign, like I see people fight about signs online all the time and this one is better. These are horrible and that blah, blah, blah. Besides the fact that a lot of people who dislike certain signs usually wind up having a lot of placements in that sign that they dislike. Besides that, there's this whole feeling to me that we should be aware that everything has positive and negative traits. There's no way that you can get around that. You can choose to kind of embody the more positive qualities or higher vibrations of a sign or the more negative ones. It just comes with the territory. No sign is, you know, left apart so that it's so perfect that it doesn't have negative traits. And some of the negative traits of Aquarius are aloofness. They're unemotional. Can be tactless. Now listen, (laughs) y'all. Aquarius will tell it like it is. Telling it like it is. It's, it can be cold. I mean, okay, we're going to go back to nature like I always do in everything that I talk about. Aquarius is fixed air. It's a season that occurs in the smack dead middle of winter when it's fucking cold. Okay? When it is cold. So if it can maintain that cold, of course, when it speaks to people, it's going to come off as cold or tactless or... You know, there's no warmth sometimes behind their delivering the truth. Um, they can be impersonal. That goes along with that detachment. Dispassionate. Like I said, like, sometimes you can tell by a person's um, responses to what you're saying to them that they're really feeling or understanding what you're saying a lot of times People will have a hard time knowing if what they're saying is really impacting or how it's impacting, um, an Aquarius. They can be erratic because remember, the rolling planet is about sudden change. So given that, that should make you be a little bit erratic, malcontent, (laughs) not happy with the state of things, but that's because they have just in their energy, a way to basically be in touch with the higher mind of what would be better. In order to determine what's better, don't you have to kind of know what's not good? Hmm? And if your ruling planet is about that collective mindset of the higher mind, well, you might be malcontent. They're detached, can easily... It's funny how... Aquarius energy can think about the collective, yet detach itself. So it can be totally immersed in it, but pull away from it. Because I understand that in order to really see things for the way they are, you have to be able to immerse yourself, but you do have to be able to step back and view it from an outside-looking-in perspective. You know what I mean? So Aquarius is perfect for that. An extremist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. See, being the, as though they have that fixed quality nature to them, just like I say with Scorpio, it's all or nothing. They live at extremes. Like, Aquarius energy is either one way or this way. That way or the other way. It's, it's all about extremes. The key phrase with Aquarius is I know. So, we figure after you through the Capricorn phase of building okay because you know Capricorn is before Aquarius you've pulled together everything that you've had structured it made it work made it into a working entity after you've built it then you can figure out what you know about it so if we're looking at the zodiac as a progression from Aries to Pisces Um, The next step in progression after building would be knowing what you have. You don't know the worth of something unless you've really done the work. Put your hands in there, made it have structure, given it walls, just given it shape and form. So, you know, the next logical step on here is to know. Um, Amethyst is associated with Aquarius energy. Um, And Aquarius rules the ankles and circulatory system. Colors that are associated with Aquarius are electric blue and some neon shades. Now, I talk about all the time, in order to understand one sign, you have to not only know its place in the zodiac, know some things about it, but you've got to really pay attention to what it has in common with other signs that it, you know, has things in common with. What I mean is... The polarity of Aquarius energy is positive or masculine. And when we say masculine and feminine in spirituality and astrology, I think some people get a little butthurt. <laughs> they they put it too much into oh, well you're expecting me to have feminine qualities or masculine qualities from the standpoint of the you know human gender. Oh, girls are expected to like pink. Boys are expected to like blue. No, that's not what that means. We're we're looking at polarity more like a battery. The positive... There's a positive end to a battery and a negative end. And on the positive end of a battery, what do you see? Something protruding. Like a penis? Like masculine energy? Aha! There we are. So positive energy... We don't mean that female energy is negative like it's bad. But just the positive pole. Is masculine, it's projective, extroverted, and objective. So, when you look at it that way, other signs that have that masculine, projective um, energy, you could say that Aquarius shares some of those qualities as well. You know what I mean? Um, Aries is masculine and projective, you know, Sagittarius. Is masculine and projective. Libra is masculine and projective um, because they all have to do with projecting will, exerting something, uh, being extroverted. Um, but also, if we look at the modality of Aquarius, it's fixed. Fixed signs are Aquarius, Leo, Taurus, and Scorpio. So what all of these signs share in common is that they're stabilizing, like they're sturdy, they, they can stay the course so to speak, they're sustaining, um, they're good at maintaining something, they're immovable too. So that's where that stubborn nature comes in and Aquarius does hold some of that, like a cold stubborn nature. Um, it's an air element sign of course, so air signs are all about what's intellectual how can I communicate? Synthesizing information to truly understand it. So, the opposite sign of Aquarius is Leo. And Leo's smack dead middle in the middle of summer. If you think about Leo season, it's hot. Hot as fuck. Hot, hot, hot. Um, that is the smack dead middle of summer, like I said. So, Leo maintains the heat. It's opposing sign maintains the cold. Also, if you think about it, Leo energy is more about, I want to say, exerting its own self-confidence. It's more about self, where Aquarius is more about the collective. You find that you can reconcile some of the traits of a sign if you're able to look to its opposite, because opposite energies are literally just the same thing at different extremes. That's it. You know, when we talk about temperature, we talk about hot, cold, it's all still temperature. You can't tell me the exact moment where they meet where you'll have, okay, well, this is the start of cold and this is the end of hot. It doesn't work like this. These things that need to be understood in order to understand the other side. So, to understand Aquarius energy, we also have to think of Leo energy, which is why I love full moons, because they're always occurring in the opposite sign from where the sun is. It really forces us to focus on um, these opposing energies. So, you look at what they have in common. They're both fixed, okay? So, being as though they're both fixed, as I said, you know, they're going to be stabilizing they're going to be able to hold things to do things, to sustain things, and they can be stubborn that's what fixed is and also if we look at the differences between the signs, even if we just went with the hot and the cold so Leo energy is ruled by the sun it rules the fifth house which is about passions because heat is passionate so since heat is passionate, it's no wonder that you know a Leo is very proud. Leo energy is proud. It's um, it will go in for the kill. It will stand out. That heat can't be ignored. You know. Same thing with cold though. Cold can't be ignored. If Aquarius energy is maintaining the cold if all of a sudden, like we just experienced this the other day, we were told it was going to be a snowstorm, I got my groceries, I ordered them, don't let me front and act like I didn't, <laughs> they were brought to my doorstep, but um, we were told it was going to be a snowstorm, so of course everybody's getting prepared, and then we got a bunch of rain, because It was like 52 degrees. But then literally within 24 hours, it went from being 52 degrees, which is moderate, you know, weather, to being 7 degrees. Cold. It's like Aquarius season, which just literally began, came in like, yep, I'm here, bitch, to maintain the cold. So when we look at trying to think of the best way to put it, but when we look at Aquarius energy and we go towards some of those keywords I was talking about, if you say someone's cold, is it because you you feel like they're unapproachable? Because oh, what, they're aloof? Maybe they're not saying much? They're not very emotionally welcoming? That is a side that can be associated with Aquarius energy. So Knowing that Aquarius energy is presented in a cold way yet cares about the collective, you want to check out where it will be in your chart. Now, I don't want to make it seem like, oh my God, Aquarius have no feelings. They have Pisces in their second house. So I feel like that means they value their feelings. Um, their intuitive nature um, and their dreams for the collective really so I'm taking the coldness like that's the first I guess um, way that somebody could respond to how their energy comes off but that is not to say that they are devoid of being able to feel you know that that's kind of like wrong to say but another reason i feel like that they come off cold is because they're not to they're not afraid to aggress their thoughts or words because they have aries in the third house so the third house is communication and then with aries there aries energy flies by the seat of its pants it is rather impulsive so aquarius energy is inclined to not be afraid to speak its mind, even if it didn't think about it first. (laughs) It'll go for it. Um, I don't know how many people are familiar with, like, looking at their progress charts as well, but a thing that I wanted to say in a lot of these different episodes that I do, I forgot to mention that you should also be, as you get more comfortable with astrology, you should also be checking your progress charts to see what energy you've grown to be able to use now and see how the Aquarius energy is going to affect that or where you have Aquarius in that chart as well as like your solar return chart which tells you what type of year you're going to have. But um, Aquarius season really kind of brings out, I feel in me, this deep, seeded need to be able to communicate to others how we can make things better, what we can do um, on a collective scale. So I would say in a general sense, we can really use this season to tap into our higher mind. I know it's very easy to get caught up in the day-to-day annoyances, Um, I mean, we've all got work, we've all got things that we have to take care of, bills to pay, and then when we talk about, like, social media, we all have to kind of contend with, um, dealing with differing opinions, seeing stuff that we don't necessarily like, which is in itself, like, a view into the world. Like, if you think about it, we weren't, well, anybody in my generation, (laughs) I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 18, okay? I had a beeper, though. Um, But that was a little bit different. But now, with our cell phones, we are being tapped into and tuned into the world, okay? We're, We're able to communicate with people on social media that live in other countries, on other continents. You know, we're able to basically bring the world right to us, right from our phone. So because of this, we are getting a glimpse of things that maybe we wouldn't have gotten if we lived in the 1910s, you know? Um, The way that people found information out back then, it took a lot longer to find out about things, and you know, there wasn't somebody with a phone in their pocket that could record video to show you what it's like in Germany, or to show you what it's like in South Africa, or to show you what it's like in Cleveland. I mean, we have all this right in front of us. So since we have this information in front of us about how people are living, what's going on in the world, you know, people are constantly posting things to social media. Well, we get to be in tune with the collective a lot more than we did if, let's say, you were alive in 1990. I mean, we had television. There was cable. But literally, you can go in your pocket and have access to the world. Use this Aquarius energy to focus in on what's positive that we can do as a collective. The good thing that I see happening, especially since we're in the age of Aquarius, no longer the age of Pisces, with the procession of the ages, which doesn't move forward, moves backwards in case anybody's confused. However... I'm telling you, there's so much here that we can concentrate and focus on. Um, I mean, a little idealism doesn't hurt anybody, but at the same time, the detached part of Aquarius energy should allow us to not only you know, be able to see some solutions for humanity for the future, but also be able to pull ourselves back out of what we know like your everyday day-to-day life. You know, you can easily become irritated by that and have a whole bunch of thoughts and feelings about it. But how about you look at your social media through new eyes? How about as you're scrolling through things? I mean, yeah, we can't ignore some of the things that annoy us. If you immerse yourself in what someone else who lives somewhere else is going through, um, see what humanity looks like on that side of things. What collectively can we come up with that'll help everybody regardless? regardless of where they're from. Now, on a more personal note, you just came out of the planning stages of Capricorn as far as energy is concerned. We had a full moon lunar eclipse a couple hours ago, well, at 12.15 a.m., and it was beautiful. And I remember listening to some things that, like, Coach K was talking about, and... I agreed with him. I didn't do a ritual. I kind of felt like it's winter. I've already set some things in motion. I'm kind of looking over those things, you know, making sure they're structured correct correctly. And now I'm still kind of just chilling in this time. Just kind of letting the things come to me that I've built instead of, you know, I know they say full moon releases and stuff. I didn't do any of that for this full moon, especially considering I was thinking more so when I looked at the chart for the full moon, you know, everybody was focused on the lunar eclipse portion of it, what it looks like. I mean, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Definitely. It was beautiful. But I was looking at what was going on around this lunar eclipse full moon as far as the other energy that we were going to have to contend with so basically there's an entire square to Uranus and Aries that that new, I'm sorry, full moon made, so to me that kind of felt like an expansion of opportunities for unexpected changes to occur in the atmosphere so people were going to be a little bit more riled up, I mean full moons people get riled up anyway but um, in addition to that, it just kind of stuck out to me that maybe this is a time to lay low, because people should be careful at this point to not let aggression or ego cause them to act emotionally impulsive towards their family, their friends, anyone. You know, it's kind of like we were all on edge. Mood swings, all types of shit. And also, Uranus is squaring Mercury, so... I look at the positive part of that as that's welcoming, welcoming us. Uranus is the ruling planet of Aquarius, but it's welcoming us to consider new perspectives, but also not to let nervous tension result in miscommunication because Uranus is representing sun and changes with thought processes and emotions with Mercury there. So I was paying more attention to that. I don't know. I just felt internally compelled to just sit be calm, be patient, just not really engage with people, take some time out to myself and, you know, take into consideration that the atmosphere might be charged at this point. But we're going to talk about some of the lasting effects of the lunar eclipse, etc. a little bit later. I just kind of wanted you guys to know some of my thoughts on Aquarius, Please, 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 if you need any help whatsoever at deciphering what Aquarius season is going to mean to you, specifically with your natal, progressed, or solar return chart, feel free to hit me up for a reading. You can go to spiritualgangstacertified.com slash readings and book a reading with me there. Hope everybody's having a good start to their Aquarius season. Hope the lunar eclipse didn't like take you off your square because I'm telling you that energy with Uranus and Mercury hmm there was going to be something in the atmosphere that kind of made people um, impulsive so I'm hoping that you found peace in this time and that you're able to have some peace going forward thanks for listening to another episode Illyvish out